So we're going to be looking at a passage in Matthew uh, chapter 27, verses 15 through to 23. And um, we're going to look at this in a slightly different way. We're going to read it, but I want you to try and imagine that you are Barabbas, okay? That's what we're going to think about this morning, us being uh, in Barabbas's shoes. So you're going to need a piece of paper, um, definitely kids, piece of paper. Uh, you can join in two adults if you want to uh, uh, do the activity as well, that's totally fine. Uh, but kids, if you've got a piece of paper, uh, and you'll need that as we go through and we look at these verses together briefly, okay? So I'm going to read first of all, Matthew chapter 27, so Matthew's the first book in the New Testament, and if you guys have got it there, I'll read verses 15 and verses 16 together, okay? Now, at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas, okay? So there's a special time of the year, I was at the feast, and there was this man at this time, we're introduced to a man called Barabbas, and he's what says a notorious prisoner. And what that means, as we find out when we look in some of the other gospel books, is that he was actually a murderer. He killed people for what he, want, what he believed in. So here is this murderer. And I know it's going to be a bit tricky for you to imagine this, but we're going to try and imagine what it's like to be in his shoes this morning as we look through this passage. All right, guys, so you're in the cell. You're waiting. You've done wrong, and you know it. You've been caught. But you also know what's going to happen to you. You know the law. You're going to be put to death. Your life is going to end. You begin to think about your life, what you've done with it. Now, what I want you to do is, I want you on your piece of paper to just put your hand on your piece of paper and I want you to just very quickly draw around, you trace your hand for me, okay? So that you'll have something just roughly looking like that, okay? So if you can quickly do that for me. everyone doing all right i'll carry on from there so hopefully you've got a picture of your hand thumb and four fingers on your piece of paper great job adam good thank job, you adam. good stuff so suddenly you're in your cell and you hear this commotion from outside you can hear something's going on you're not quite sure what it is you've been stuck in this cell for all this time and there's some activity that's going on outside and then we read about this in verses 17 and verses 18 so Matthew 27, 17 and 18. And when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, who do you want me to release for you? Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ or Messiah? And so you hear something through the cells of this prison. And you hear something about the being accustomed to release a prisoner. Uh, and Pilate's asking this crowd who they want to be released. And then incredibly, you hear your name. Did, did he say Barabbas? Did he say my name? Really? 
what, to release somebody, to be free. And for a moment, your heart sparks and you think, oh, I might be free. I, I could possibly go free. But then you hear another name. And then you hear this name, another prisoner called Jesus. Hmm, who's this Jesus? So on your piece of paper, what I want you to do now is to write down on the first thumb or finger, depending on which hand you've drawn, the first finger, if you like, to write the word Jesus. So we'll try and show you what it looks like there, okay? So on the first finger, write the word Jesus. All right. That's it, good job. Okay, back to the story. Who's this Jesus that they're talking about? Oh yes, uh, it's that guy who's, who's done amazing things. Yeah, I've heard about him. Everyone's talking about him. Some people are even saying that he's the Messiah, the promised, the promised one. What's he doing in prison? Then your heart sinks. Of course the crowd is going to pick him over you. They're going to take Jesus and release him. All right, guys, so I want you now to write the word takes on the next finger. All right, so let me show you. I need to write the word takes on the next finger, takes, okay. Great job guys, well done. Let's keep reading through this passage then, get to verse 19. And besides, while he, Pilate, was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. So she's talking about Jesus. Now, the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to destroy Jesus. So here you are, Barabbas, and you're in the cell. You've been hearing about this. Your name is being called out. Jesus's name is being called out. Why on earth would anyone ever be calling out Barabbas's name? And suddenly you hear the crowd chanting, Barabbas, 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 Barabbas. Barabbas, you can't believe it. You're calling my name, my name? So I want you to write the word my on the next finger along, okay? The word my. And you can't believe it. You're so relieved. You've been on death row. You're the one who's going to be uh, killed because you've been a murderer. You're going to be punished. And you're the one who's going to be set free. Then a thought crosses your mind. Hang on a minute. What's going to happen to Jesus? All right, so let's continue reading. So verse 22 and verse 23. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? Asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. You feel a twinge of guilt. Jesus hasn't committed any crime like you have. Jesus is going to be crucified. You wait anxiously in your cell, and suddenly you hear the jangle of keys as you hear the guard coming. 
You're a kiddie, he says gruffly, as he unlocks the door and leads you out. Later, you stand outside, breathing in the fresh air. It hits you. It could have been you on your way to be crucified. In one moment, everything has changed. Instead, it's Jesus. And now you are free. Okay, so let's look at your hand so far. And you should have three words on your hand, which we're going to show up as well. You should have Jesus takes my... What do you think the next word might be? Any any suggestions? What do you think it might be? What do you think that next word is going to be? Nikita's got her hand up there, I think. Yeah, Nikita. Sins. Sins, right, right. Could be sins, yeah. What else could it be? Several things it could be, couldn't it? Isaac? Takes my place. Oh, very good. Very good. Well, that's actually the one we were looking for as well. But you're quite right, Nikita, as well. Jesus takes my place. So just write on that finger there the word place. Okay? Jesus takes my place. Just like Barabbas, um, where Jesus was, instead of Barabbas being um, crucified, Jesus was crucified instead. Now, we're going to look at one other verse, and we're going to slightly skip a bit further forward. I'm sorry about this, Mr. Abiel. But we're going forward to 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. Because on the last um, finger or thumb that you've got in your hand, I want you to draw the picture of a cross. Okay? So Jesus takes my place and then draw a little cross there on the end. Okay? And I want to read these words to you, which are incredible words as we think about this whole Easter time here. So 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. It's just the first part of the verse, but it's so incredibly powerful. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. And this is the incredible thing, kids, that we are... We're the unrighteous ones. We're just like Barabbas. We've done wrong. And it, it might not be maybe uh, like we think of Barabbas being a murderer. And we think that's terrible. But, you know, we think things wrong and we, we do things wrong and we say things wrong. But not just against each other, but against God and against all that God is, all against his goodness and his holiness. And we're like we're waiting in a, in a cell. We're in a, in, a, in, a, in a prison cell, and we're waiting judgment, God's judgment against our sin. And we deserve it. Do you remember we looked at that verse last week about the wages of sin is death? It's our due. That's what we're supposed to get. But Jesus takes our place, the righteous one, for the unrighteous. He steps in. And this whole story of Barabbas is an incredible picture to us about how Jesus takes my place. Now, just to finish, we don't know the ending to this story of Barabbas, do we? Um, Did it change him when he was released? 
You know, when he realized he'd been set free and Jesus crucified instead? We don't know. But you know your story. Will it change you? Do you realize what Jesus has done for you? Like we've been thinking about with this lamb sacrificed for us, he took our place. Do you realize what he's done for you? Will you come back to God and ask for forgiveness? And if you've already done that and you've already come to him and asked for forgiveness and thanked him for taking your place, then today is a wonderful day and you can have joy in your heart and praise Jesus for taking your place. So maybe Pathfinders, you could put this up somewhere today, maybe just on your wall somewhere, and just think about this today as you're going through your day. Jesus takes my place.